Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Is the MCU entering multiverse territory? The Spider-Man Far From Home trailer certainly seems to think so. We're going to get to the bottom of whether or not a multiverse is now in play or if Mysterio is just lying out of his fishbowl head. Plus, we're going to break down all of the untitled Marvel projects that Disney has dropped on its slate all the way through 2022. What could each of those eight films b plus updates on black widow eternals and a whole bunch more even jessica jones is in the news today let's talk about it today welcome to popcorn talk featuring movie discussion news and interviews popcorn talk we talk movies and now here's popcorn talks marvel movie um, hey guys <laughs> Welcome back to Marvel Movie News, Excelsior Hi. to you. We're coming to you live from Venice, Italy Ooh. this week. It's very fancy here. It is fancy. Uh, I have put on about 10 pounds worth of just pasta. Mm-hmm. No, we're we're not in actually in Italy. Mm. I wish. Me too. But Spider-Man's in Italy. We should go to Italy and do a special Spider-Man show when it comes out. Hey, can Afterbus pay for that? That'd uh, be great. It's a work expense, right? I mean, yeah. at the very least, we need to start a uh, GoFundMe so that uh, people can send us. All uh-huh. right. All right. We're going to go on Popcorn Talk's dime. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Help Maria us. and Kevin. Uh, <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for joining us, uh, Marvel Movie News. Uh, please like, rate, subscribe, all of those fancy things that help us stay on the air and keep the lights and cameras filled with electricity. We don't have an electro to do it for us. Uh, I'm Zach Wilson. Across the table, we got Christian Blatt. Howdy! And next to him, Zia Anderson. <gasps> That's me. The whole, the panel's all here. Thank here. you to Jello in the booth and to Colt Bado helping us out tweeting from the Star Jammer. Yay. All right. Um, how are you guys feeling this week? I'm feeling good. Marvel good Marvel week? Yeah, it's a good Marvel week. We're getting closer to Spider-Man Far From Home, so we, I'm getting real excited. Yeah, we got a Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. It was free comic book day. Ooh, That's I got right. all kinds of stuff. Did you guys do do, you guys do some fun stuff for free comic book day? Yes, I did. I brought them into um, Marvel TV Weekly, so if you haven't seen that, I brought them all in. You can see everything that I got, but I got the Dark Phoenix Saga, which nice. I'm going to start before that comes out. I'm really excited. Right, and uh, yeah, we uh, showed off some of our free comics, and uh, there were some good Marvel ones and some good ones from other publishers, too, but... Yeah. Uh, you know, huge stacks of free Spidey and Avengers that uh, I was happy to see when I walked in. Nice. I spent my free, I spent most of my free comic book day playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> uh, That's great. So I didn't make it to the store, but then I spent the whole night just like sitting with my Marvel Unlimited subscription, <laughs> like reading through like all these books. I read a bunch of Spider-Man books, Spider-Geddon, uh, West Coast Avengers, which everyone had been telling me, you need to read West Coast Avengers, like the oh. new run. Right. And I finally oh. did, and I read a couple issues of it. So good. Uh, Check that and out. then get back into Gwenpool, who, if you haven't read Gwenpool and you're a big Marvel nerd, which I assume if you're listening to me talk right now, you're probably a Marvel nerd. I think. You should read Gwenpool. Gwenpool? Okay, cool. It's not a Deadpool ripoff, although she does break the fourth wall, but that's like the whole book. 
is her breaking the fourth wall. It's in a it. super fun, unique way. I don't even want to spoil it. Just check it out. It's on. I think it's on. I think the first volume is on Comicsology Unlimited. It's nice. definitely all on uh, Marvel Unlimited. I have that. So easy peasy. Uh, so I'm still catching, still finishing because there's still a few more issues I need to read. But free comic book day. Hope you all had fun. Tell us uh, what you were uh, reading over the weekend, uh, or if you just were seeing Endgame for the 18th time. That works too. I tried to get tickets to see that again this weekend, and the theaters were full. I had to go wow. see the long shot instead. I'm so sorry that you had to see <laughs> had a movie that go. wasn't that wasn't Endgame. Yeah, I, I know. I, I took really my funny. kids to see the Ugly Dolls movie, and I apologized to them for not taking them to see Endgame. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I didn't get to go see it again this weekend. But as far as a box office update on Avengers Endgame, oh my god! Look well, out. well, before we dive into the Spider-Man trailer and all of our thoughts on that. This movie cannot be stopped. Um, <laughs> James Cameron even tweeted a a nice graphic, uh, like basically conceding his concession speech for for Titanic, where it was the Avengers logo as of the iceberg, <laughs> like pushing the Titanic That's out of amazing. the water. It was great uh, because uh, as of uh, yesterday, Avengers Endgame has officially crossed in Cross Titanic to be the second most profitable film of all time, wow. second only to Avatar, and I feel like Avatar is just, like, getting ready. Avatar, we're coming for you. <laughs> so far, $645 million domestically. Holy crap. Uh, past Jurassic World today. Wow. Uh, and worldwide has made 229 Billion dollars at the box office. That's where we are right now. Jeez. 2.29. Almost 2.3 billion dollars. And that is the proof right there that Marvel reigns supreme. (laughs) (laughs) We win. Uh, All right. But let's talk about Spider-Man, you guys. Um, So this was the first trailer that they've dropped. Post Endgame, I actually heard it's going that for uh, starting this weekend, they're going to start tagging the end of Endgame with the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Okay, all the more I reason like to go that. see it again. Like the, this new yeah. one because this trailer does give us so like fair warning if you haven't seen Endgame yet, uh, this trailer and thus our discussion about the trailer is going to be filled with, with Endgame spoilers. Mm-hmm. Even even Tom Holland is shows up at the beginning of the trailer to be like warning. This has spoilers for Endgame. <laughs> this is this is not on topic, but listening to him with his British accent might be the cutest thing just ever. Because <laughs> I'm not expecting it. I always forget he's British. It's impressive the amount of like people who you don't realize are British because their American accents are so clean. Right? Dang, Brits. <sighs> I lot. wish I was good at accent. Well, right. yeah. You probably do all right. Come on. I can't hide short. for like years behind <laughs> an accent. All right. You could do a whole show. But so... Let's let let. What did you guys think of the trailer? It just makes me more excited for it. And also, I really did think before Endgame came out. I know there was speculation. I kind of thought it was going to be in like a weird in between point, not after Endgame. So I was like, oh, all right, cool. Like I'm I'm excited to see what that world is like because I didn't think I was going to get to see that after Endgame was over. Yeah, Spider Man's a great. It's great that it happened to be Spider Man who gets the follow up Mm -hmm. film because. He's so close to the ground. I think we're going to get a lot of we're going to get to see a lot of what the world is reacting like. Like all those little things, those little questions of like, what happens when people just disappear for five years and then come back, and then the world yeah. is like 
in shambles. Yeah. There's a lot of logistical questions that come after that that Marvel's probably going to like post like just pass over like Food supply chains are probably pretty messed up. Yeah, well, absolutely. And then also, we're going to get to see it just on the smaller, like, personal levels of him going back to school with people that he hasn't seen for five years yeah. or haven't seen him for five years, yep. like, all of it. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of stuff in the trailer that just the visuals are cool. and like, oh, that looks great. But then you're like, okay, good. They're going to start answering the questions that uh, I think a lot of us are like, yeah, but what about this? And what about that? So uh, I think it's good that, uh, you know, the trailer very clearly indicates we're going to start to uh, at least get some answers. Yeah. The trailer's really fun. Yeah. This makes this movie look super fun. Uh, and so... Let's talk about the big thing. The big thing that dropped. Like obviously we get we get Spider Man going on vacation. Like that's nothing new. I like the cute moment with him and the police officer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh that was really cool. If you listen, I'm pretty sure that when he says I'm going on vacation, it's not from that scene. Clearly different audio. Ah. Anyway, that's nothing that's nothing unusual for a trailer. Right. Um but the big thing was we get a little bit more time with Mysterio. And if you caught the clip they showed on Ellen this week, um, and then released online afterwards, uh, there was a larger discussion between Spider-Man and Mysterio. And what drops in those in those moments are the like that this ver- our version of Mysterio, at least this guy that we're seeing in this movie, is not, according to him, from this universe. He's from an alternate <gasps> universe. And even Spider-Man drops the drops the thing. You mean, are you saying there's a multiverse? What was your guys' first reaction when you heard mul- the word multiverse in an MCU movie? Miles Morales? <laughs> Is that you? Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking, like, maybe even a Spider-Verse. But obviously, I think it's, uh, you know, it's exciting because of the uh, the possibilities. You know, just the, there's so many options. And I think a lot of people are, of course, speculating, you know, characters that we want to see included in the MCU, that this is a logical way to get them there. I think people holding their breath for that to happen in this movie. You don't have to be coy about it. You're talking about the X-Men. Hey, I don't know. (laughs) Well, I'm just trying to say, you know, X-Men and Fantastic Four. And, you know, there's there's a laundry list of people that they want. And, uh, you know, I think it's great because I think it'll be the beginning of dealing with the multiverse. You know, I don't think that this is the story that's like going to, you know, close the book on. It. So I think it's great that they're even putting in trailers like, oh, yeah, so multiverse is happening. Yeah, I mean, it's an interest. So my my initial thought when I heard of all people, Mysterio dropping the word multiverse, I'm like, like, I heard like Saga's lying cat, like in my head, lying. <laughs> like, it's Mysterio. You can't trust him. Yeah. Um. So but it's an but it's a, it's a weird thing to drop if you're going to just take it back that like he's lying. So. Is it possible that he... So here are like the list of possibilities as I see it. Uh, they're from this universe, which... Okay, before I list the possibilities, there was another thing that he dropped in that in that extended scene. He, he, we, he officially numbered the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which had been previously numbered, not ever on screen, but he just did the on-screen numbering that will drive us all insane... Because so now, according to this this trailer, the the MCU is Universe Six Sixteen, right? And he's from Universe Eight Three Three. But 
Because we already have a 616 <laughs> universe. Spider-Man has a, a 616 universe. Like the Peter B. Parker universe yeah. and Spider-Verse is 616. And now the MCU is 616. How am I supposed... If I'm having conversations like this every week about Marvel, <laughs> how am I supposed to differentiate which 616 universe I'm talking about? You've made it so hard. You could just made it 615 or 617 or 161. So many other po- there's so many other numbers, you guys. Uh, previously, the MCU was uh, 199,999. <laughs> Were you guys upset by this, <laughs> or just me? I mean, maybe Chat, maybe too. not to your level, but yeah, I can see how it gets really confusing. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I heard. I was like, so wait, which one of these really is 616? And yeah. of course, like Zach said, everything that Mysterio says, I'm like. Mm, but how much do I trust him? Uh, but why would he lie about the number? You know, so yeah. I, basically, it's going to become you're going to have like six sixteen C, which is the comic, six sixteen uh, M, which is the movies, yeah. and the MCU, and six sixteen uh, A, which is the animation or something, or six sixteen S. I actually think they did add a letter, although I can't remember offhand what you, what it was in Spider Verse because you only saw it on screen. And I think they did add a letter to the end of it because they were thinking and they were like, we have to differentiate these things. Monsters. Uh, but anyway, that, that aside. So here are the possibilities for if Mr. Mysterio is telling the truth about the multiverse or not. Um, he's either from the MCU proper and he made up the whole thing, uh, which has a lot of questions. So we'll examine it. So it's either he's from the MCU proper and he made it up. He's from an alternate universe, but... The, he's still doing Mysterio lying stuff to make up the elementals. Or this is all a, a way to fake us out, and Mysterio is actually a good guy in this movie somehow. I mean, that's I feels like that's the way they're kind of portraying it in the trailers, but I don't trust that at all. Because yeah. that would, again, be weird. <laughs> it would be weird, but I mean, you know, the the Mandarin was Gandhi, you know, and he wasn't really Mandarin. So, I mean, they're clearly willing to do whatever they want in the terms of artistic license. But That's uh, true. I don't expect him to be a good guy. No. Maybe a better guy than the Mysterio we're, we're used to. But I think he's going to still probably be fairly self-serving. It, it, like, there's a... If I was going in clean, like, blanks, like, like, don't know anything about Mysterio, except that he's, like, a Spider-Man villain, I would say, like, oh, maybe he's a good guy, and then the events of the movie turn him bad. Um, That's true. Yeah, I could see that. But, like, th- you're doing a wild shift from the, the comic book version of Mysterio in that case. If he's not, like, a special effects wizard who know who uses that to, like, be a bad guy and, like, trick people into in, in, thinking he's good or whatever it is he's doing here, that seems like the obvious implication the like the the clear way to do an MCU Mysterio is he like sees a hole where there's no heroes around and he uses special effects to make it look like he's a hero and then Spider-Man reveals that he's not and he hates Spider-Man and Spider-Man's rogues gallery continues to build that seems like a clear cut way to do it but yeah. they but here's the thing is the fact that we have Nick Fury and Maria Hill working with him, yeah. their BS detectors are about among the best in the world. True. So if he's, if, if he's able to trick Mysterio, or if he, sorry, if he's able to trick Nick Fury, that's some pretty next level trickery. Like you don't, you don't fool Nick Fury easily. 
Right, but I mean, his whole skill set is to fool people. So, yeah. you know, if he's like, I'm only going to need to fool these couple people and uh, be able to pull a real fast one. But I, I agree with your point. It, it, the indication is that they've certainly vetted him more than, you know, if he was just working with, you know, just as if he if Spider-Man is the one who teamed up with him, you know, and he's like, oh, I met this guy. He seems like a good guy. Uh, I think, yeah, his BS detector, not as good as, as Nick and Maria's. So, yeah. So but they're clearly like working with him. So is it a thing where Nick Fury is like, this guy is not on the level, but he's helping. So we'll go with it. Could be that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think here. Or they're just they're keeping an eye on him sort of thing. Like, keep your enemies close. Just because they're like, this guy's a little bit shifty. Let's uh, keep him where we can see him. Yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. It's possible. Um, it, it was interesting that he dropped 833 as the universe that he's from. Uh, the comic book universe that that refers to is the one with Spider-UK, right. which is the one where, where Captain Britain and, and uh, Spider-Man are the same guy. It, it's it's not Peter Parker. What? It's it's, it's uh, Brian Brian Braddock. Brian Braddock. Okay, I was yeah. like, it's, it's not Billy Braddock. It's no, Brian, Brian Braddock. Braddock yeah. uh, is Spider UK, um, who's a British Spider Man who's like super buff. What? As Spider Man should these. be. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna need to know what this is about. Um, but Spider UK in the comics also mm. is like keyed into the multiverse, like efficiently. So like there is reason for that to be. The version that we're going with here, I don't know. It's a really, it's it's a very specific choice. Again, you could pick from any list of numbers, but they chose six sixteen for the MCU, or at least that that's what Beck is going to say, and they chose eight three three for him to claim there. They didn't do that lightly. They don't put right. you don't put Spider Man in Europe and then call out the version where a Spider Man is Europe is like British yeah. for no reason. I'm just saying. So we might get another Spider-Man? I don't think we're going to get another Spider-Man in just here. Just a little cameo of not, a Spider-Man? Not in this movie. A mention yeah. of a Spider-Man? Not necessarily in this movie. No. But, I, but I don't know. It was a, that, I, To me, that's not an accidental choice. That you've got a European Spider-Man and a European movie. I don't know. Um, so it's possible. It's possible that maybe Beck knew Spider-UK. He's like, there was a Spider-Man in my universe. He was British. And then that's the throwaway line yeah. that like, we all like, ha Whoa! Spider-UK exists in sort of whatever. Uh, <laughs> I do think this was partially Sony teeing up Tom Holland for an appearance in Spider-Verse 2. Ooh, I hope so. Um, because, like, I don't, there's no reason why not. Like, you couldn't just, like, drop him in, even if it's for, for a couple moments. Like, you pull him out and put him back in yeah. to the MCU. Uh, wow, you just made me think of uh, having live-action Tom Holland surrounded by animated characters, which I don't think is what you were saying, but that's what I visualized. That's I, what I was saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is what you're saying, because I'm like, yeah, I want that. Because animated Tom Holland is like, oh, that's cute. But no, if you bring live-action and he's interact, especially, let's be honest, I just want to see him with Spider-Ham. But uh, yeah, I think that would be amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, once you, like, with the, how much of a success Spider-Verse was, I feel like so, uh, Marvel and Disney will be more willing to do something like that, and I would love to see them just keep pulling in different Spider-Men. Like, I want to see Leopardon from the Japanese Spider-Man show. So, <laughs> like, because this is what Spider-Verse did in the comics that was so much fun, is they were able to pull from, like, absurd things, and they're, like, they had weird lines, like, we're with two random Spider-Men talking, and it's like, 
Yeah, over. Uh, I saw one Spider-Man that looked like the guy in Sea Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. There was one over there who looks like the guy from Social Network. I don't know what's happening. That's great. Like it was so. Ra- and then like you got, and then one or another guy comes up. That's nothing. There's one over there that won't stop singing show tunes. <laughs> it's just like that's the fun that you can do if all the parties can get together to have fun there. So I don't know why, even if it's just for like a scene where you get like a, a field of Spider-Man and Tom. Holland is just there. Uh, Senor Nerd in the chat says uh, that uh, he'd like to see uh, Tom Holland as UK Spidey using his actual British voice. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, uh, but you have to get you real buff because up. he's not. He can like Tom Holland's not really big enough to be Captain Britain. Yeah, he's, that's true. He's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so but the, that's just the Mysterio part yeah. of it. Like that was the the thing. They dropped that and like everything else going on in the trailer was like, yeah, that's all cool. It's cool. Multiverse. <laughs> um, but so. Other th- other than that, in the trailer, there's some really fun stuff between Spider-Man and his friends. Um, Tony Revolori having tons of fun as Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Happy Hogan is going to be a clearly not just like a little thing at the beginning. Like we was oh he's flirting with Aunt May in the last trailer. That's fun. No, he's going to be like his chaperone <laughs> or his like go between for. I guess whatever version of Shield Nick Fury is running now, probably not Shield. But shield, yeah, right. I'm excited to see a bit more of Happy. I feel like it's been a while. Like he was in, he was in in uh, Homecoming and Homecoming, yeah. yeah, But still, I just you know, yeah, it made sense for him to be there. John Favreau was even talking about how he's like, this was supposed to just be my like director cameo in the movie. Like I got a couple days in front of the camera (laughs) while I was shooting this. That's awesome. Um. You didn't expect it to be like, oh, yeah, I'm appearing in the most profitable movie of all time, <laughs> and then two Spider-Man films, and all this stuff. But, like, I, I really liked him here. My One of my favorite parts of the trailer was this was between Happy and Flash, when they're, like, trying to get the kids out of there. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you gotta come with, come with me. I work with Spider-Man. You work for Spider-Man. I don't work for Spider-Man. I work with him. <laughs> that was good. Uh, super, like, again, just, like, Building those character moments between these people, mm-hmm. like it's so much fun to see Flash, like just like fawning over Spider Man, and then like Happy, who's like begrudgingly all all good with Spider Man. Um, oh, but the it's, it's sad at the top of the trailer. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah, dude, Tom Holland does sad so well that every time I see his poor little face get sad <laughs> and his eyes fill with tears, I'm just like, my heart, I'm gonna start crying right now. He does it. He does such a good job. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, this trailer is, like, showing, like, it's a world without Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Do you think, do you guys think that Spider-Man, like, because that that clearly is going to be part of this movie. The last one was him, like, seeing Iron Man as a father figure. Now he's lost another father figure. Mm -hmm. That's three down (laughs) for Peter Parker. Uh, Three father figures (laughs) that he's lost. Uh, Oof. Uh, And now he's got, like, Happy as, like, his weird uncle. (laughs) Uh, That's a great way of putting it. His weird uncle. uh, Did you guys pick up, and uh, here we have a photo of of this. Um, There's a moment where he's like, he throws on sunglasses, and these, if we we throw that up, uh, this is the best still I could get of it. Those are the same sunglasses that uh, Tony is wearing in Infinity War Mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning when he like, after he goes to see Doctor Strange and then he's like walks outside and he puts them on and he's like, Friday, what do I got? Those are the Friday glasses. 
So I'll bet you he's like looking in surprise because like he was looking at some kind of digital readout from those. Yeah, I so, thought it was a nice touch. Do you think cool. that Tony bequeathed him his sunglass collection? <laughs> I hope that's what it was. You get nothing, but you can have all of my sunglasses. <laughs> uh, or even if it's just those that one pair. Do you guys think there's a possibility that we get a Robert Downey Jr. cameo in this? Like a separate like a recorded, like a recorded, message. Oh, a recorded message. message from from Tony. That'd be nice. I think it's possible, but I, 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 I'm thinking it's unlikely. I think it's just, you know, they kind of want to leave the impact of having him say goodbye in Endgame. And, and I don't think they want to rush him into the next movie that they do, you know? I agree with that. I think it would be, as much as it would be nice, and, like, it might be very heartfelt and, like, very emotional, it might be too soon. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on the trailer as, like, it, with other things that stood out to you that you guys really liked? Chat, chime in, too. I, mean, I, I love uh, when Peter's talking to MJ and uh, that he wants to tell her something. Yes. Yeah. And she's like, that's your Spider-Man. He's like, what? what? No, me? <laughs> Spider-Man. You know, so uh, I thought that was great. Uh, yeah. yeah. I still like that moment. It's from the it's from the old trailer, but it's still I still like it every time when you tell her she looks pretty and she goes, therefore, I have value. And she's yeah. like, just kidding. You look pretty, too. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a huge moment yeah. for MJ to be like, you're like, that's like a a late arc thing for Peter to reveal it. But, of course, again, we're talking about the MCU where no one has secret identities. Right. And so, like, everyone plays a lot more logically where it's like, yeah, you disappeared, and then Spider-Man, who's usually in New York, happened to be in D.C. and saved us? Like, come on. You got the same bill. And especially because, I mean, we don't know what, obviously, we haven't seen the movie, but if that moment happens after Spider-Man shows up in Europe, I I think she'll be like... Yeah, it really wasn't that hard to figure out, Peter. You know? Yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah, he shows up. Um, the other photo that we have from the Spider-Man thing is the uh, the black suit, um, which I saw people online being like, "Is this like the evil suit?" Was like, "Is this, does this mean it's like a, a nega Spidey from an alternate universe?" Like, this is just a stealth suit, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, this is clearly like something that that uh, either Tony made or. Nick Fury had made. I'll bet I'm putting my money on Nick Fury made this uh, as a stealth Spider-Man suit to be to work undercover because yeah. he's running a spy agency and now he's like Spider-Man's gonna be on my team. <laughs> um, so like it's a it's a cool looking suit. We'd seen it before. It's not it's not an alternate universe Spider-Man. It's just stealth, it's just Peter. Stealth. Yeah. It's stealth Peter. Um, but yeah, so I am excited to see this movie even more right. so from this because we're going to see what a post endgame world looks like and obviously there's fun stuff with fury him dodging fury's calls and yeah, uh, that was great. a line that someone in the chat said that uh, they don't think that nick fury would say bitch please i i, I don't know i can't imagine him not saying oh, it yeah, so, no, especially because you don't cast uh, sam jackson as nick fury and expect him to not say bitch and, you know, the day where he says Mother Effer is coming, I just, you know. He did it already. Well, no, he didn't finish it because he, he turned to dust. He Yeah, he yes. did it as much as you can he, in a, yeah. it's a well, PG-13 movie. That's true. So, but uh, anyway, I just thought that that was a great line. You know, he's like, oh, you know, it's the same thing that he said before. I just want to be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Bitch, please, you went to space. Yeah, exactly. You're never going to be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man again. Yeah, sorry, too late. It'd be great if they made a rated R movie just for him to say that line Nick Fury 
Yeah. That'd be awesome. Just one line <laughs> like in the, the movie. the only reason why yeah. this movie's rated R. It's the one reason. I would uh, actually love that. Yeah. And, like, it is worth, men- like, uh, worth mentioning some stuff that's been talked about by some of the creators this because people were asking, like, all right, we're jumping five years. Like, could this mean, like, we've got, like, a Miles Morales running around? Talked about that theory so last week. Um, the, the, reading through some of the interviews with the writers and, and with John Watts, the director, like, they, it doesn't sound like Miles is going to show up immediately, but they are aware of that possibility that, uh, the nephew referenced in Far From Home could come yeah. back. Um, and then they were talking, uh, uh, comicbook.com was talking to, uh, executive producer Eric Carroll about the potential of, uh, J. Jonah Jameson and the Bugle <laughs> being in this. And like, there's, it's an interesting uh, interview, so I'd suggest you go check it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, when they asked, they were like, to clar- that he talked about like, oh, well, you know, it wouldn't be quite the same because kids don't like, you can't just have Peter Parker like want to be a, a, a journalist, a photographer journalist, because that's not what kids today want to be. Nobody, kids aren't generally aspiring to be photojournalists. But that doesn't mean that the Bugle and J. Joan Jameson can't be updated in a particular way. Like we saw he was a podcast host in the recent Spider-Man game. Right, and also on the the Disney XD animated series, it is sort of like uh, Peter's creating like web content and filming videos and Mm -hmm. stuff. So, yeah, it's very easy to update the, the concept of the Daily Bugle. Yeah, I mean... I don't think someone Peter Parker's age knows what a newspaper is. So, you know, I don't know that you'd want to go work for one. Uh, I mean, Spider-Man the Influencer. What if it's J. Jonah Jameson the Influencer? <laughs> He's got, like, 20 million followers on on Instagram, and he posts, like, Spider-Man pictures all the time. That'd be kind of amazing. I mean, him is basically like a Fox News correspondent is, like, too on par, is, like, too perfect. They've done it before in certain adaptations. But, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Um... That when when pressed about it, uh, the the EP EP uh, Eric uh, Carroll said, uh, they, they, "Are you saying that they won't be included in the movie?" No, <laughs> that's the quote. Just, yeah, no. Uh, so we might see it. We might get some some J. Jonah Jameson. That would be amazing. That's I, the one thing I'm missing. Although I don't I don't know if I can have a J. J. Jonah Jameson without uh, J.K. Simmons. Well, who's to say it's not going to be J.K. Simmons? It better be. He he says that there had if there had been a third Andrew Garfield movie, they had approached him to play Jonah Jameson in that movie. Are you so, serious? Yeah. I did yeah. not, I had not He just said that. like That's casually in an interview, great. he said like, oh no, we had talked about it. Oh. You know, so I don't think there was a contract or anything, but he was open to it. So uh, I, would, I would love to see him. As I would James be super Jonah. down. Sorry. Nope. Yeah. I was just saying Jama Jonah. I just didn't get his name Jama out right, Jama so it's Jameson? fine. Yeah. <laughs> I would be super down if he's the only thing that bridges the two universes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yes. It is uh, J.K. Simmons. It's like, he looks just like the one on Meyer. Like, what if Mysterio is the one who's dropping that? <laughs> that would be great. That's the same one. <laughs> it's like every J. Jonah Jameson is J.K. Simmons. You can't do it without him. Anyway... Uh, or they just go get Darren DePaul. <laughs> He's too ni- he looks too nice. He's yeah, great as him in the game. Way too nice. All right. So we're going to move on from the, well, from the Spider-Man Because trailer. there's something in the chat that oh. I think is worth mentioning from the trailer. Please do. Uh, Han Q in the chat likes the fact that they reference Thor. But this is the first time anyone refers to Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel in this trailer. Because she has never identified herself as that. So there has been a lot written about that. So I just wanted to give Han That's a, a good point. Yeah. You know what? I didn't even notice it. Yeah. Because like, we call him Captain me. Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. 
but that's a hundred percent true. Uh, the the way that they use code names and like superhero names in this universe again because they don't have secret identities yeah. is so interesting. Uh, I was wrong. I acknowledge it to people who, who called me out on it about the Hawkeye thing. Oh, that's it has right. Been dropped twice in the MCU very very quietly in the Avengers during the battle scene Black Widow yells up at him Hawkeye and you see it on screen in in another part of that movie but like very very few times yeah. is he referred to as Hawkeye uh and just and just like, nobody had directly referred to her as Captain Marvel especially not in Endgame so where Peter got that name from who knows uh we'll have to see uh, or it's a mistake. <laughs> uh, but well, let's move forward and move forward into what comes next in Phase 4 of the MCU as Spider-Man rounds out Phase 3. Because Disney this week announced all of their, like a huge part of their film slate, all the way through 2027 in ah! some cases. Marvel, they, they basically called dates they they said uh i put i i call that day uh, <laughs> uh for marvel films through 2022 uh the 2027 is avatar 5 has a release date can't wait wow. can't avatar wait for avatar 5 5 has its release date including <laughs> they haven't even gotten avatar 2 they, exactly they also dropped stuff like uh the the star wars next the next star wars trilogy coming out in the in the mid uh, 2020s but eight films now have release dates for the MCU and then you have three non-MCU films that have release dates uh, including New Mutants which has once again been pushed back. So we're going to start with New Mutants. Well, does Um, that now mean that they're actually doing the reshoots? Is that what's happening? So this is the interesting thing. So New Mutants which uh, as recently as like a month ago was announced to be coming out in August of 2019 is now being given a release date of April 3rd, 2020, next okay. year. Now, that's the only one of these that we know for sure. It's the only Marvel movie after uh, Spider-Man that we actually have a confirmed release date for. Otherwise, we have dates, but no names. Yeah. Do you guys think, with Disney pushing this film back to the point where they could easily reshoot a lot of it, if not all of it, if they really had to, given actor availability and all that. A lot of people are talking about this. Do you think there's a possibility that New Mutants becomes an X-Men entry into the MCU? The title's there. New Mutants. No, it's true. I actually hadn't thought about it. I only thought about it in terms of the reshoots. But it's a logical point, and I, I would expect... You know, not an actual bridge with MCU characters, but I think that this could be the starting point where they can start to tell those stories. You know, in a, you know a few movies down the road. I, I think that I don't know that the moving the date has anything to do with it, but it definitely gives them that opportunity. I think they should capitalize on that. Well, to me, it also shows a certain amount of faith in the film. Because April 3rd is a pretty good t- slot. Like, August is like a no, that middling... Was, that that yeah. was like garbage time. Yeah. 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 August is like, there, you might get a couple really good films at that point, but it's also somewhat a, like, all right, these are like our okay, not great, but like, we're not, we don't hate them yeah. times. September is pretty rough. Like you don't get big releases in September, and you don't get big releases in January. But April, remember, is when Infinity War came out and when Endgame came out, like towards the end of the, that month. But that's pretty prime real estate for Marvel movies. So to drop 
the next thing that's going to have a Marvel logo after, yes, you got Dark Phoenix coming, and but you're not going to have another Marvel movie until after this comes out. It could be, like, I could see them taking these characters who are all young, who are not connected to the, like, the school or anything like that, and introducing uh, the idea of mutants into the MCU through these characters. It's possible. Yeah. No, Uh, I think that that'd be really cool because then it hopefully won't be too long before we actually get, you know, Fantastic Four and some other stuff, X-Men stuff. It, it look it's like it's one of those things where Disney just wound up with like ha- like a movie that needs work and but if they're gonna put in the work and not just like drop it as like a, a forgettable afternote to the Fox uh, mutant saga why not make it good like look you've got some big actors already in this like you have Maisie Williams mm-hmm. coming out of Game of Thrones you've got Anya Taylor Joy as magic like that was like I think that's still good casting. Um, and you have uh, Charlie Heaton coming out of Stranger Things. Like, they have, that's like perfect Marvel Universe level people where, like, you know who they are, but you haven't really seen them on the big screen like this. And Magic, Wolfsbane, Cannibal, Sunspot, Mirage, like, I'm just looking at, like, the list of characters yeah. that are in this film. Like, yeah, it's the classic New Mutants lineup. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not your original X-Men lineup, but if you sit Kevin Feige down and, like, the Marvel team with new, the New Mutants script and, like, f- fuddle it around and make it more MCU, it's a decent way to introduce mutants, especially with the, like, mental hospital setting. I do hope that they keep that more horror theme vibe, though, because I really, really liked that. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that just as a darker sort of thing. If they MCU it up a little bit, if they keep that and keep it sort of like darker tones, which I think X-Men should have anyway. Like there are obviously some great I mean, even just looking back at the 90s cartoon X-Men, there's a lot of really funny moments, especially with especially with Wolverine. But it just it has more of an edge that I hope that we'll get to see. Yeah. I mean, this could be a cool way to do <coughs> X-Men in the MCU without feeling like, and do it sooner mm-hmm. rather than like waiting. Cause like, yeah, we all want to see the school. We all want to see like the new, a new professor Xavier in the Marvel cinematic universe. And we want to see the, like are the big names, but maybe the way to do mutants in the MCU is to go with the lesser known characters on the fringes of society becoming mutants whether you blame the snap or not they become like this is like the mutants are starting to evolve and then the school can come later as Mm -hmm. a reaction to mutants coming up in society and needing protection yeah and when it's when it becomes a thing of so if what if you have the new mutants running around in this world maybe you even do a second one with these characters you start to bring in other people and you end a second new mutants film where they're on the run with Professor Xavier stepping in, come with me, I can protect you. And then you bring them into the world, and you that way you don't have to do another X-Men origin story for your main cast. You can do, you can just, you can have these young characters, these new mutants be your, your window, and then they walk into the school, and there's Cyclops, there's Jean Grey, there's Storm, and yeah. they're all just there, fully formed, and then you can run with that as a big ensemble piece. I'm just going off the top of my head here, guys. Yeah, no, Literally I mean, all it's... we had coming into today was, oh, it's coming out in April next <laughs> yeah. year. But this is what happens. You start thinking about it, you read about it too much, and you're like, ah, oh, theories. Get, yeah, and then I get excited and <laughs> yeah. start yelling. All right, but so let's talk about 
the future. What we got. So here's the dates that, that that have been put on the slate. And you guys can can look this up as well. So in 2020, there are four film slots, two for Marvel and Disney and two for Sony. And so you've got in May you got May 1st MCU, July 10th Sony, October 10th Sony untitled uh Marvel sequel is what is what has been said about it, but we don't know what. It just says uh, the rumors so have been Marvel it's Sony. sequel. Marvel sequel, though. Yes. yes okay. Sony Marvel sequel. Gotcha. Uh, November 6th, 2020, MCU. And then the rest of these are all MCU. Uh, you've got February 12th, 2021. May 7th, 2021. November 5th, 2021. So two so two MCU in, in 2020. Two uh, and three MCU in 2021. 2022, you've got February 18th, May 6th, and July 29th. So this is another reason that people are pointing at New Mutants as a potential... MCU film because that would mean three for 2020, which is Marvel's like usual numbers yeah. mm-hmm. uh, is to do three. So it could be that they're just gearing up and they they only had two for next year. But if New Mutants is MCU, that makes it up around three. So let's go through these, you guys. <laughs> um, so this because I just thought this would be fun to do today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so May first, 2020. And July and um, November sixth, twenty twenty, is the two MCU entrants. Almost definitely going to be Black Widow and the Eternals. Which one is which? That's more up to your interpretation. But those are the two that are in production right now. Black Widow actually, uh, people saw. Uh, there's a there's supposedly somebody saw uh, the set shooting in in London this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, outside of. Uh, uh, in uh, in Black Park in the UK. Uh, supposedly there were signs for Central Park. Central Park. So I guess we're going <laughs> to New York, but they're in the UK. It was next to the Skywalker st- stages. So uh, Black Widow is under is in production as well. All right. Um, so Black Widow seems very likely for next year. Which one do you guys think, uh, if it's going to be Eternals and Black Widow next year as the two that are in production... Which one is May? Which one is November? I'm going to say Black Widow first because it's not going to be as effects heavy. Yeah. You know, I think it's a little bit more of a straightforward movie and there's certainly going to be some, you know, some effects that need to be done. But I think Eternals is going to need a long time. So uh, Mm -hmm. that's the one where I feel pretty confident we can predict that that's what the the one is. Yeah. Yeah, And Eternals is still like randomly announcing Mm -hmm. casting. I'm going to aside to jump ahead to another story. Uh, Jill, if we could throw up that other photo... Uh, I believe it's number three uh, because they uh, supposedly, this is a rumor, uh, Richard Madden, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Rob Stark, <laughs> ha- is being courted to play Icarus in The Eternals. I can see it and I like it. So there's this, this <laughs> cast is really <laughs> filling out. Game of Thrones. Um, and like, as, like this, theoretically, he could be considered the lead in a lot of cases. Like he's at the yeah. head of this team. That doesn't necessarily make him have to be the lead of the movie, but he is a leader on the team. Right. Icarus. Uh, and who, then uh, the love story with Cersei. There, yeah, there's... Right. Plus, like, you could see him making out with Angelina Jolie. Absolutely. He can probably see himself doing that, too. You know, he's, he's like, that's hey, why I, I got to go to work and do that, I guess I'm going to do it. All How right. often do you think that happens in, like, a pitch meeting with a with a, with an actor? It's like, look, we really want you for this. Like, and they're like, I don't know. Maybe this is... You get to make out with, uh, ex, like, this, this actor, <laughs> actor or actress. Or actress. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's why Seth Rogen did the long shot. Because he got to make out with Shirley's <laughs> there. And, <laughs> but I, even, like, literally as it was happening in the movie, I 
was like, oh, that's why he did this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pat Oswalt's like talked about just with Charlie Theron. It's like people are like, Pat Oswalt, you're a loser. He's like, which one of us got to make out Charlie Theron? Yeah, there you go. Dude, she's so beautiful. It's not even funny. Let's put her in the Eternals. Hey, maybe Charlie Theron just wanted to make out with Pat Oswalt. Hey, you might be onto something there. You're it's right. Funny. You never know. Um, all right. So also in 2020, so it seems like, yeah, Black Widow for May 1st, The Eternals for November 6th. Um, and then you have, uh, I, I saw you guys were sorry. Pat Oswalt was in a different movie with Charlie Theron. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, Year, yeah. it's years it was ago. not the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't confuse those two people. Yeah. Um, the, so, but then in, bet- in between those two, Sony has two dates picked out. For July 10th and October 2nd. Morbius is almost definitely one of those because that's, they're already in production. Um, that would probably be July, although October for a vampire movie also makes a lot of sense. Makes if they were just going to flip yeah. them around. I would like but that. But July 10th is like really soon for like Venom was rumored to be starting, Venom 2 was rumored to be starting production in November. But that would even for if it's November to November, only a year for shooting and getting it out on screen, pretty tight. Yeah, for a big effects movie where you're theoretically going to have Venom fighting Carnage. Yeah, which um, I I wonder too. If oh god, Carnage, I can't wait to see that. I know a lot of people had some problems with, even though it was a successful movie, a lot of people had problems with it. I don't necessarily agree with all of them. If they're also planning on addressing that, and that could also theoretically take more time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I, I don't know. I think that they could uh, they could turn it around. You know, I mean, unfortunately, movies get rushed all the time, and if they rush it too much, it's going to suffer. But I think if they're if they're if they at least have a decent script at this point, uh, you know, they they probably feel confident that they can they could reach that date. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, the other possibility I could see is a Spider Verse spinoff or sequel. Animation can sometimes take longer, can sometimes also take less. Like, with a lot of the assets and the artwork already done for for Spider-Verse, like, they're just saying it's a Marvel-Sony sequel. And we know that there are several Spider-Verse movie, like, sequels and spinoffs, like, in the works. I could see this being one of them. That's that's two years uh, between them, between the the two films. And, like, I think Sony knew before that movie came out how special it was going to be and how well it was probably going to be received. So, like, because the sequel was announced, like, right away. Mm -hmm. So I could see them have, like, starting development on the script. And, like, two years is, again, tight for an animated sequel, but not not impossible. So, like, I could see the Spider-Women spinoff happening there. It could be really cool. Um, not Spider-Verse 2. I think Spider-Verse 2 is going to take a little longer, but I can yeah. see Spider-Women having been... Yeah, I think like, a, like an offshoot for yeah one of those that we talked about you know, uh, back then. How yeah. about just a Spider-Ham offshoot? <clears throat> I mean... Just the Spider-Ham Please, maybe. yes. I, I'll go see it twice. Well, that was something we didn't get to talk about last week, <clears throat> is that Phil Lord and Chris Miller have signed on to a an overall deal with Sony to develop uh, television properties, including... Uh, stuff with their Marvel catalog, their Spider-Man catalog. So the they talked about like them being several spinoffs from the Spider-Verse, uh, and so a Spider-Verse TV adaptation of some kind for like one or two of the characters is like is the main thought for the potential of that deal with with Lord and Miller. So you're not far off. Aha. <laughs> um, all right, so keep let's keep going going forward. Let's talk about 2021 which has February 12th, May 7th, and November 5th. 
So my thoughts on this one, and then you guys tell me what you were thinking. I think February 12th is Shang-Chi. Okay. Which you've heard is in development. Um, it seems like it like February is, uh, is, like, that's the same month that Black Panther came out. And so I think Marvel is trying to stake out, because they also have a February date in 2022. I think they're trying to own that month as, like, a great Marvel time, um, which is traditionally not a huge movie release. Very true, yeah. But February, so February 12th, 2021, it would be Shang-Chi. May 7th, 2021, my money would be on Doctor Strange 2. Okay. And then for November 5th, 2021, Captain Marvel 2. Uh, I think Black Panther 2 will come out that year uh, over one of those. And I think uh, Shang-Chi, it's a little bit of a crapshoot. I think that uh, you don't want to follow up Eternals with Shang-Chi only because it's unproven property, unproven property. I think you want to put something that's a safe bet in that spot. But I like what you're saying about February. So it it, it makes sense. I just think from a business standpoint, they're going to put a sequel after Eternals. That makes sense. Um, I put Black Panther 2 into the February 18th, 2022 spot only because I was giving giving Black Panther more time. Because, yeah. like, we've heard very little about it at True. this point. Granted, we've heard very little about any of these. Um, and we do know that they've committed to Black Panther 2. Yeah. Um, at least bringing the director back in, and then they're, they're working on the script. So it, 2021 is reasonable for Black Panther. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it all it all seems logical. I wouldn't be surprised if the slots you picked are exactly what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Captain Marvel <laughs> 2 just seems like it's, it's made over a billion dollars. The box office, the sequel seems likely... Mm-hmm. Um, like they haven't announced it, but I can't imagine that they're not already writing the script. I mean, it's still in the top five. Yeah. You know, it's still doing really well. Yeah, so, yeah. And I and I think that it it is a again something that they're want they're going to want a known character to come out sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cap- so Captain Marvel makes sense there to me. Um, but you could also uh, we know that one of the, the one of these twenty twenty one movies was almost definitely Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, if not, it might have actually been one of the 2020 movies. Like, it might have been the Eternal Spot, um, at, at, like, in November 6th that we put. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that it was supposed to be one of the next movies. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, like, to kick off the next phase. But, um, uh, but so 2022, I'd said Black Panther 2 for February 18th, but you think swap it with Shang-Chi. Yeah. Um, and I think February also just, like, because it's, like... Uh, I think they're going to want Black Panther there again because it's Black History Month and it did so well in that spot mm-hmm. again. And I can see them using it as a like introducing characters you just haven't necessarily heard of before. And like uh, Shang Chi definitely fits the haven't have you not heard of this character before, right? Bill. So I could see them going with Shang Chi in either one of those February spots for May sixth, twenty twenty two. If Captain Marvel two doesn't hit November, I think it's here. But Guardians of the Galaxy 3, this this would be enough time for James Gunn to have shot the Suicide Squad, gotten it to the film, and then started on Guardians 3, and then get it to... to yeah, and I mean, the advantage of Guardians process. 3 is that they do have the script already. Yes, yeah, the so script is already They just have to go written. into production. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, like, those would be the most likely spots for there. I also said it could be Ant-Man and the Wasp 2, um, or 3, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, oh, Ant-Man 3, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then... Outside shot because they've they've the leaks that like they've started development on a Nova movie, um, depending on how many new characters they really want to introduce here. Wow, 
Yeah, and I, honestly, I don't think a third Ant-Man movie is a slam dunk. I love him. I want to see him. But neither of those movies have, uh, you know, been huge performers at the box office. Uh, so I, I don't know how much of a rush they're in. I think they like him in a complimentary role. But I'd love to be wrong. I want there to be an Ant-Man 3 and 4. I just uh, I just wonder it, how much of a rush they're in to do one of those. The reason I say that you get Ant-Man and the Wasp... Uh, the fault the follow-up somewhere in there is depending on where guardians of the galaxy three lands and like how long the suicide squad is going to take to make i think you want some comedy mm-hmm. some good straight point. up comedy in Definitely there a good point um, which captain marvel 2 is not black panther is not dr mm-hmm. strange is not i don't know what jang chi is going to be i don't know what the eternals is going to be but you need some comedy yeah. and ant-man and the wasp is one of those it's a great point yeah uh, as for july 29th 2022 my money's on Spider-Man 3. I know that we're just getting Spider-Man Far From Home now, <laughs> but that's three years yeah. apart, which is the same distance between Far From Home and Homecoming. Okay. And Sony, I don't think, is going to want to wait. to put. They're not going to wait and want to wait four years yeah. for another live-action Spider-Man. Now, do you think that we will see any of the former Fox properties like X-Men or Fantastic Four before 2023? Because I kind of feel like they're going to, you know, I mean, their own movies. I don't think any of these are possibly... Any of those? No, yeah. I don't think any of them are. These are dates that they already had yeah, sent. Right, exactly. Feige said they had a five-year plan for right, after that's, Endgame, that's and it did not include anything from Fox. Yeah, so it's possible they could re-engineer that now that they have those properties. But I think you're going to see a, a big gap depending on what you, they do with New Mutants. Like that's the big that's <laughs> X Factor uh, <laughs> nice. here. I like that. Um, is what the, what they're intending to do with New mm-hmm. Mutants. But no, I don't think you're going to see an X-Men or Fantastic Four movie in any of these spots. And just for fun, uh, my ti- the my working title for Spider-Man 3 is Home for Hanukkah. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Home for the Holidays is like more, a more realistic one, but I want it to be a Hanukkah movie. Give me a Hanukkah movie, Marvel! <laughs> Um, all right, we're running low on time, so I'm just going to rapid fire some some headlines at you guys. This, if, I can, if you don't mm-hmm. mind, I'll make faces. Um, <laughs> so, uh, well, we talked about it a little bit last week with the time travel thing. Uh, if you want to know more about like the fact that the writers and the directors seem to be on completely different pages about how time travel works in this universe. I do like that. Go check out uh, what the writers have been saying. It's very funny to see the fact that the filmmakers don't agree and also underlines why there may have been some inconsistencies in the (laughs) film. Um, Not that that's a huge problem. It's just funny for nerds to dissect. Um, We finally found out what Catherine Langford from 13 Reasons Why, what her mystery role was going to be because there have been rumors that she'd been cast in it, but and she wasn't in the final film. Apparently, she was going to be a uh, version of Morgan Stark that Tony saw in that little, like, netherworld soul stone thing mm-hmm. that we got with Thanos after he snapped and he saw a little Gamora. It was going to be an older version of Morgan that Tony got to see before he, before he he after he snapped his fingers, but before he died. But they cut it out of the film because they said that it was just too much uh, saying goodbye, and Pepper already had the you-can-rest-now thing. Or they may have shifted it to her um, because they felt it was more impactful. Yeah, I think I, I read about that, and I, I think logically we, we didn't need that. You know, In our no. 
three hour movie, we didn't need to add this other, you know, this other extra section. And I think the the, you know, the yeah. film worked fine without it. Yeah. And also, I know people were excited, mm-hmm. but I don't, I have no idea who she is. I've never seen <laughs> 13 Reasons too. Why. So I was like, I, I don't care. She has a big fan base. Uh, I thought it was worth just shouting. Um, uh, some real, some quick uh, other Endgame Easter eggs that people found this week. We talked, we, I don't even know if we mentioned the Howard the Duck thing where he's like in the little, like, you yeah. can see him yeah. very, very quickly in those scenes. Apparently, they added it in super last minute with the Russo Bros. Like, can we get Howard in here? Like, three <laughs> weeks before they were done. Love they're that. like, we'll see. And they did. Um, apparently, and I, I didn't catch this any of the times I saw it, uh, there may have been a Brian Braddock Captain Britain Easter egg in when they went to the 70s because apparently you can hear Peggy Carter mention, like, has Braddock checked in uh, while Steve's staring at her through the glass? Uh, Although his father is also a character in the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. so yeah. it, which would make more sense for 1970 if they're going to actually do Captain Britain. But I did like the mention. Yeah, a I, Braddock was yeah. mentioned, which is just like, oh, cool. Uh, apparently they filmed a scene that was like mostly improvised between Thor and Valkyrie where... They um, where they almost kissed. No, <laughs> no, no. Hold on, it's actually way better than that sounds. Okay, because um, it's just these two characters, these two actors have been working together a lot. They're doing the Men in Black movie, right, so they're yeah. very comfortable with each other. They and do they were have a great apparently chemistry. riffing, and where they she like touched his shoulder as he's saying goodbye. And then he like went to lean in for it, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, okay, that's oh, great. I thought the shoulder touch, and I love. Okay, that, that yeah. would have that would have actually been really like good. it was just two people like rip like riffing off yeah. each other, in nice. but they 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 cut it for because it wasn't pacing right. But it I would have been very that. funny. Yeah, um, and I'm sure we'll see it on a. The fact they mentioned it, we'll probably see it on a on a Blu-ray thing somewhere. Um, we're not going to play the, the thing, but I want to real quick show this image from Jessica Jones. I'm sorry, Shayla, we're wrapping up, I swear. Uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of news. Yeah, there's a lot of news this week, um, th- uh, because the final season is coming soon? soon question mark. This is so much later than I thought it was going yeah, to be. Too. I really thought we would have this by now. Yeah, I mean, well, I think they wanted to wait until after Endgame. Um, I don't know, like, we don't even know when in the Marvel Cinematic Universe this takes place. They mm-hmm. probably just ignore a lot of this other stuff going on. I was looking at this for, like, hints of dust <laughs> that may or may not have been on there. I see um, blood. I would love if they found a way to use this to, like, uh, show us the ground level of post-Infinity War or post-Endgame. But I don't think they will. Yeah. Um, but hopefully we'll get a, a date on that soon. There was a Legion season three trailer we don't have time to talk about it but i got a place where you guys can hear people talk about it and uh chris is going to tell you where you can find that yes you can find z and i sunday nights over on our sister network after buzz tv for marvel tv weekly that's sundays at nine pacific and uh yes we talked about legion the uh season will premiere on june 26th I think it's that week. I think it's, it's a Monday, which is interesting. Yeah, that oh, it's Monday. There was there was this quote from the Jessica Jones when they posted that uh, everything changes and nothing really changes. People die, new people are born, and we exist in between, which feels super on point for being between Infinity War and Endgame, and also feels kind of meta about like we exist in between because they won't acknowledge that we're here, <laughs> except for James Darcy. Yes, exactly. Um, but like, so okay. Now we got to wrap it up. Unfortunately, we've run out of time in the studio. But where can everyone keep up with you other than Marvel TV Weekly? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. 
And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore Land. That's spelled X-I-A underscore Land. And I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Also, check out my other podcast, uh, The Ships in the Night, where we ship random fictional characters together. This week we had uh, AfterBuzz TV's own Brianna Phipps to come in, and we talked about what a Peach and Aladdin got together. It was real weird and super fun. Uh, Check that out at Ships in the Night. Uh, and be sure to rate, like, subscribe, Marvel Movie News, whichever platform you happen to be listening to us on. It really does help. It helps other people find us. Until next week, guys, this has been Marvel Movie News. Thanks for geeking out with us. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.